Good morning, everybody. Wow, man. I don't know how I'm going to carry on here today, but that was so amazing. How many guys enjoyed his presence this morning? Isn't God good? Come on, one more big shout of praise. Amen. Amen. Is that it? Oh, come on. I thought I'm in the house with the redeemed of the Lord here this morning. Amen. I thought I'm in the house with people who have had all their sins forgiven. Amen. Hello? I can't hear them. Let me hear those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Turn to the person next to you and say, hey, but Jesus is moy, man. He's moy. It's baie mooi as jy. Maar jy is ook baie lekker. Moet worry nie, ne? Awesome. Jeez, God is good, eh? God is good. What a beautiful time in His presence, guys. What a beautiful time in His presence. Well, I've had a very busy week and a, a very busy day yesterday because last week, last week Saturday was Jaden's bachelorette. Last night was Dalron's bachelor's party. And uh, we got so entangled in everything. I got shot so many times with a paintball that it's, I'm finding it hard to walk here this morning. My hips, my knees, my back, everything. I don't know how many of you guys have got some, uh, some bullet, bullet marks there. Anybody? You. How did you guys sleep on those things last night? Very anal. But it was fun. It was fun. Amen. So, uh, yeah, that's passed. And that's over with now. Praise the Lord. But uh, it was such a busy day yesterday. I actually forgot to, uh, to uh, wish one of my most favorite moms in the church happy birthday. So you guys can actually help me out this morning. And uh, let's wish Auntie Livy a big happy birthday for yesterday. Come on. <clears throat> we love you, Auntie Livy. I love you. Church wouldn't be the same without you. God has blessed us with you. Amen. Awesome. She is. She is such a pillar in the church. She's that pillar that fatni nonsense knee. She'll tell you like it is whether you like it or not, I promise you. But we need that, amen? The Bible says that children of the Lord love and endure, oh, sorry, endure, <laughs> enjoy correction, amen? It's only the fool that doesn't like correction, amen? Amen. So can I correct you now? <laughs> are, you guys, are you guys okay this morning? Awesome. Let's do some drama exercises. Everybody laugh. Everybody smile. Awesome. Sad faces. No, you don't want a sad face. That's right. That's right. Awesome. So how many of you guys have been enjoying the service? I mean, not the service, but the sermons so far with regards to walking with the Lord. They've been powerful. Amen. Awesome. So this morning, I'm just going to uh, take it back to basics and uh, I want to bring it right back to the basic foundation of why we are actually here. Amen. I know that sounds like such a simple question, but there's so much tied up in that one question that it actually begins to unfold everything in our lives. Turn to the person next to you and say, do you know why you're here? How many of you guys know that that question is the most Googled question in the history of the internet? So many people are wondering why. Why am I here? You know, the Bible begins with a story in the Garden of Eden, and it speaks about how the Creator and creation, they walk in the midst in the cool of the day, and they exchange hearts. Are you with me? So, you know, this is the fundamental, uh, fundamentals of Christianity. The fundamental principle of Christianity is relationship. 
But the problem is, is none of us know what a relationship is supposed to look like. Why? Either we've had bad references, because we've had uh, references from our parents who, or, or what they've put on us. Some, some parents have, have been absent. Some parents have been performance-based. Um, if you eat your vegetables, you get your ice cream. Are you, are you with me? So, so the references to what a relationship is all about get skewed by society, get skewed by people. And then we go out there and we're looking for why, the reason why we are here. And we're always looking for a function and we're never wanting to discover the unction. Amen? You've got to have an unction to function. You can't function without the unction. Are you with me? And that's what we've got to discover. We've got to discover where and how to receive and walk from the unction. Amen? And where does that come from? It comes from this deep, personal, intimate relationship with God. Society 100 years ago had it a little bit better. It was a little bit easier to connect and understand what a relationship was all about because, you know, dads made it their business to be the fathers of their homes and teach their children about God. Moms made it their business to nurture the family and play the role that the Bible gave them. Today, the, the reference of what a relationship looks like is corporate moms and corporate dads chasing after things and stuff and then turning around and putting the same expectations and same performances on their children. God has been taken right out of the family. Amen? The new God of the family is the bank account. And that's why when we get to a place in our lives where we're going, listen, I want to understand why I'm here. What am I here for? What is this all about? Why do I have breath in my lungs? What am I doing here? Then we go into the church and we, and we ask the church and the man behind the pulpit, please, sir, help me, ex help me understand why I am here. And then what you hear from the pulpit today in the modern day church is, you're here because you're a servant of the Lord. You're here because God needs soldiers in a spiritual warfare fight against the devil. Your purpose is God needed you to worship him. Wow. Sounds like a very void, lonely God. If the only reason that he created me was so that I can just worship him. Sounds a bit skewed, don't you guys think? Why is it? Why is it that we just don't understand what a relationship really looks like? Say this, because it all starts with finding my value first. Amen? It all starts with finding my value. This is, these are the basic things of, of, of Christianity. And you'll hear many people say in many churches, you'll hear it on TBN, you'll hear it all over the world. Listen, we are not a religion, we are a relationship based belief system or whatever they want to call it. But the moment you get into it, they start to disclose all the terms and conditions. And they make it all transactional and they make it all about you performing so that God can bless you. 
I'll never forget. I'm going to go quick, guys. I can't go through everything this morning because obviously through praise and worship uh, being extended, I'm going to go through this as quick as I can. Are you going to bear with me? Put your seatbelts on, okay? We're going to get into the scriptures now. We're going to see some amazing things. But I'll never forget the day that we had a psychologist who was in the church. She got reborn. I walked with her for a while. Her son came out of uh, schizophrenia. And um, God really blessed them. And she, she wanted to do something for the Lord. So she put together a, a course called Purpose Driven Faith. And then she ran the course in the church. And uh, I mean, it's a very high-powered psychologist. She's a very, very, uh, um, how can I say, she's got it together in the world, if you know what I'm saying, the world sense. And um, this woman does this seminar at the church. And she goes around the table and she asks everybody to write down what is their purpose in life? What is their purpose for being here? And she goes to everybody and everybody gives their little purpose. And she gets to Grant's one and uh, Grant wrote, my purpose is to be loved by the Lord. And this woman, this really jumped her fence completely. She called a meeting and she said, I'm very concerned about that young man over there. And I said, Why? She said, he has no ambition. He has no ambition. She said, yeah, he has no ambition. He has no sense of purpose. He has no sense of vision. We're going to have to spend extra time on him, and we're going to have to really help him out of this. And I was like, are you talking about Grant? And she's like, yes, Grant over there, the good-looking one. <laughs> We've got to stop saying that. He's getting a big head. Though. But anyway, so... Um, I went and looked at the paper and I was like, okay, explain to me why you're so concerned. And then she, she said, look what he wrote. He wrote his purpose here in life is to be loved by the Lord. And I was like, well, what's wrong with that? She was like, but Pastor Didi, we had to give people motivation and we had to give them purpose and we had to, to push them into their gifts and push them into their talents so they can fulfill their purpose for God. And I was like, yes, that is part of our job. But why would we want to get somebody functioning in all those things when they don't first understand their value in God? Amen? We have to start with finding our value in Christ. Because remember, like we always say, whole people will go out there and they will function and they will make other people whole. Broken people can go out and function and they will break everything that they come into contact with. Amen? This is all about first finding our value in Christ. Turn to the person next to you and say, I am of such high value. You've got to say it with belief, eh? You know, if you have to just stop for a moment, just stop for a moment now and ask yourself this question. Close your eyes. Ask yourself this question. Why am I here? And let's see what kind of thoughts start running through your heart, running through your mind. I can tell you now, there's so many thoughts that have started running there and they're all about what you need to do what you need to achieve, what you need to accomplish. That is not why you are here. 
you are here to be established in Christ. You are here to be loved by God. But how can that be? It's got to be more than that. If you think there's something more than that, then we need to sit down and we need to have some sessions after the service together. Because it all begins there. Amen? It all begins there. That is the map that we need to start our journey with. How many of you guys know if you get the wrong map, you ain't arriving at the right destination? Amen? The map is not a, a place. It is not a function. It is not an office. It is not a career. It is not a, a value attached to anything physical in this world. But simply opening up your heart and being loved to a whole place. Now I know in this, in this performance-driven world, that might sound like it's not enough. It might sound like something's missing. But it's not. I don't have to stand up here and try and motivate you in your flesh to try and run out there and do something for the Lord so that you can feel worthy. Are you with me? My job is to remind you of who you are in Christ so that you can walk out here being so whole that whatever you put your, your hand to is a blessing. It's a blessing to you and it's a blessing to your family and it's a blessing to every other person that you're doing it with. Amen? Turn to the person next to you say, this is an unconditional relationship. Do you know that if you never did another thing for God from today, <clears throat> let me say it again. If you never did another thing for God, never saved another soul, never went to another service, never read your Bible, never did anything, gave another cent, you would not lose any value in God's eyes. Yo, is this pastor crazy? How's he going to get this church to do anything? I don't want you to do anything if it's not from the right heart. Amen? I don't want a bunch of broken people here that are so insecure that everything they're doing for God is actually destroying the relationships that we're trying to build in this place. Are you with me? I don't want to stand up here and motivate you in your career and your flesh and your whatever. Men, the moment you get your self-worth, you will walk into that appointment for that interview and you will sit there and you will look that boss in the face and you will know your worth and you will, you will never be able again. Well, he will never be able. All those people will never be able to manipulate you for anything less than that you are. You will look into your children's eyes and you will look in them with confidence that I am a loved man of God. I am worthy, child. Whether I've bought you a BMW for your first car or a Foxy, my value doesn't change, child. You see, and that is where we build the relationship between the father and the son, the father and the daughter, the mother and the child. We've got to get all these things out of the way. 
so that we can have this purity, amen, with each other. This is what it's all about. This is what true relationship looks like. There's no fine print. It's going to catch you out later. He says, I give it all to you, but what you do with it. Amen? I give it all up front. What you do with it will determine how you function, what you achieve, what you accomplish. I first give you your value, and then you go and get. I don't give you uh, um, conditions to make you do things to get your value. Amen? This is what true love looks like, guys. But you won't hear this today. You won't hear this message today. Because things are so skewed in the body of Christ, it is so crazy. The Bible calls us sons, but we want to run out and tell everybody we are servants. Why? Performance. Amen? The, the Bible calls us sons, and we run out there, and we, we want to tell everybody, we soldiers, fighting for God, accomplishing all this, taking back all the ground. I don't know what war you are and what ground you are taking back, because Jesus won the war. Jesus beat the enemy. Amen? It's a done deal. It's over. Over Kedova. Finished. He's saying, all that I have accomplished now is yours. And in me, you can do all things. You see, we've got these, these upside down concepts that I can go and do all things. Yes, you can. But it's all based on what he's already done in you. What he's already done for you. What he's already given you. We don't stand here and motivate people in their flesh. There's nothing more dirtier than a Sunday self-motivation message. That is so contaminated by the flesh. Are you with me? This is all about Jesus. Turn to the person next to you and say, it's all about Jesus. Let's get into a little bit of the scripture and then we're going to break it down. Amen. Are you guys enjoying church this morning? Always. Oh, it's so nice to hear that. Let's go to 1 Peter. I'm going to get there now. Sorry, I'm going to jump right down. Uh, give me a chance. So 1 Peter 2, 5, I'll, I'll double check it with you right now. Yes, this computer, man. This thing is so slow. There we go. 1 Peter 2, 4, 5, and 6. God is good, man. Amen. You know, we haven't been getting into too many scriptures over the last couple of Sundays. 
uh, we've been speaking a lot from our hearts, and uh, I was just feeling that it's good for us to go back to the scriptures, amen? Good for us to get into the scriptures, because that's the reference of truth. And you're going to see when you guys do discipleship school, you're going to go to a whole nother level. We're going to go into so many scriptures that you're going to say, um, we need to do some worship. <laughs> no, you're going you're to want to worship because you've fallen in love with the scriptures. Amen? So let's read the scripture quickly and let's just see what, what you, uh, Peter is saying here. He says, actually, let's just pick it up at five. Okay, coming to him as to, as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also, this is what I want to focus on is five. You also as living stones are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable through Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is also contained in the scripture, behold, I lay in Zion, a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Okay. So let's just focus on five. You as living stones are being built up as a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices by Christ Jesus. Hmm. Turn to the person next to you and say, we are living stones. Those who have received Christ are no longer dead but alive. You are a living stone. This denotes a stone who has, released, uh, who has realized all how precious Christ is, sorry, who has realized how precious Christ is and how precious they are as a stone in the temple of God that he is busy building. You must remember the actual temple that God is building is the body in Christ. Amen? We are all stones a part of the big picture. Amen? And we are living stones. And we have come to a realization that we are only alive in the cornerstone. Hello? Okay. So this temple that God is building... He is building through the living cornerstone, Christ. He's not building it in Antichamain. He's not building it in Goth. He's not building it in, in, in Sorrel. He's not building it in Kimon. He's building it in Christ. Christ is the foundation. And we play a part and we play a role in it. But we come to Christ as living stones because we have realized that our life is in him, the cornerstone. Are you with me? This is where it, it, it all begins. We have to first find our value in Christ. You see, it's never had anything to do with us. It's always be, been between Adam and Jesus. Hello? God is rebuilding what Adam failed at. And he rebuilds in Christ. He doesn't rebuild in Didi. He doesn't rebuild in Bash. He rebuilds in Christ. You, you, I have to say it over and over again because people don't get this concept. People don't actually, they always read the Bible looking for what they must do. They always read in the Bible to see how they must function, what they have to achieve for God. No, it's already been achieved. Now we have to come into the temple and play our part. Are you with me, folks? 
Turn to the person next to you and say, yes, but you are a precious stone. You know how difficult it is to build this temple if each stone doesn't understand their value. Remember, keep in mind, the temple is Christ. We are being built in him. Amen? If we don't have our value of why and what part and what role we play in the building, the insecurities begin to work against us and against the process, the body. Are you with me? Because if you don't know your value and you are the brick that's just above um, the floor over there, then the insecurities come out and they're like, no, I don't want to be that brick over there. Nobody sees that brick over there. Put me by the window. Put me by the front door. Better, put me by the fireplace so people can stare at me all day long. Are you with me? We have to understand our value. And when we have our value, we shift into place as a building block of the work of Christ and we rest. And then the other building blocks who know their value can rest on us. And God can build his family and build this beautiful temple. We all play a part and we are all vitally as important. And we all have different roles and different talents and different gifts. But if each brick in this temple is trying to express its gifts and talents out there more than the others so that they can be seen or be valued, the whole process starts to break down. Say, I am of extreme value. I am of the highest value. Doesn't matter where you are on the, in the grand scheme of things. If you find your value and you allow God to place you because he is the builder. Amen? If you allow him to place you, whatever role you are playing is just as valuable as the finishing touches. Amen? Give God a round of applause. <clears throat> Until you're established in your worth and not your function, your insecurity will plague whatever building God is building in your life. God can't build your family if you're an insecure man. Because God has to build a man before he builds a family. God can't build a family if the mom is insecure. He has to build the, the, the woman before he can build a wife. Amen? But what's the use of just being a wife but you have no value? We must, everything must come from why we are here. We are here to be loved and our purpose is to be loved by God. And from that, all the manifold gifting, giftings and talents and colors that are inside of us, they harmonize with each other in this great beautiful symphony is conducted by the love of God in each and every one of our hearts. Amen? You don't want to be out of time. You don't want to be out of tune. It doesn't sound lacquer. It doesn't look good. 
Amen? Are you guys with us? We are a spiritual house. Let's go back to the scripture. We're just going to break down five for now because we don't have much time. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house. Hmm. Interesting. Spiritual house. Where's the this, where's this spiritual house? Inside my heart. God's not building careers and all these things on the outside. Those things will be built from the one who knows they are loved. Amen? But the purpose of this relationship is that so that God can build you up in your inner man, in your heart. Set you apart from the way the world thinks and what the world chases and what the world values. And he says, I'm building up something that is not external. I'm building something that is internal and eternal. Why is he building us up in our spirit? He is building the heart of man because everything's about the heart. God is building something inside us to establish someone pure in all his motives and intentions and purposes. Are you with me? God doesn't care if you drive a Ferrari, but your heart is fraught, brother. God doesn't care if you came up with the next cure of HIV, but you've, uh, you've been married 25 times. Are you with me? God is building something eternal. He's building a spiritual home inside your heart. Amen? Amen. It's all about motives and intentions. It's always about that. God doesn't care if you're Chinese, Japanese, Blackanese. He doesn't care if you're a doctor, a lawyer, a president. He cares about your heart and if you have been loved whole. How many uh, uh, insecure, corrupt guys have we seen run countries into the ground? Everything rises and falls on leadership, family. If the father's not right, the family's going down. That's just, the, that is it. If the president's not right in his heart, doesn't matter how nice a guy is. Doesn't matter if he's got eyes like a hippo. So cute. And speaks so nicely and prim and properly. But his heart is corrupt to its core. Well, they call him hippo eyes, but anyway. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that one. <laughs> Ramaphosa. <laughs> oh, shame now. <laughs> so he's building us as living stones so that we can function in the spirit. And for what purpose? To offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus. Oh man. He is building the living stones spiritually so that we can give something that is worthy in the spirit and acceptable to God through Jesus. This is scripture, Roger. What is it saying? There's nothing external outside of us 
that's worthy of a sacrifice to God except the heart of man. It is the only sacrifice that counts to God. Amen? You know that one day we're going to stand before God at the Bema judgment seat and all of our stuff and all of our achievements and all the things that we've done is going to be put on an altar in front of God and everything that wasn't done from this place that God is talking about. He's talking about a relationship an adoration from us to him that is done in spirit and in truth. What's the truth? The truth is that it's done from Christ, in Christ, because of Christ. Amen? And from our hearts, from our spirit. He's not looking for some external sacrifice. What did he say about a thousand cattle on the hill? You can sacrifice them day and night, they will never suffice. There will only be one sacrifice worthy unto the king, and that is your heart. Amen? Your mind, your will, your emotion, your spiritual makeup. Who are you? Why do you do what you do? Why do you say what you say? Who are you in your heart? That's the sacrifice that counts to God. Nothing else. Amen? Come on, give God a shout of praise. <clears throat> when somebody has purified their, their motives and intentions and they have now been loved to a whole person, when they go out into the world, they will meet success. They will achieve certain things. But none of those things, whether they're there or not there, will ever rock them to a place where they will fall into depression. They will, uh, uh, um, you know, do crazy things to try and, and make themselves feel better about the losses or the gains or whatever it is. Are you with me? Because they are established in that value. That's why it is so important that we have that value in our hearts. So important. When a man or a woman is established in their value and they have been built by God as a living stone to give pure holy sacrifices from the heart in truth, then they understand that when God says, Get up and go to Africa, become a missionary. You don't obey to get your worth. I've got to go and serve the Lord. I've got to become a missionary so that I can do the things, the great things of God because I've got this great call on my life. No. You get up and you go and you go, and you go to Africa and you become a missionary. Why? You give up everything you have because you know. You're first of all giving him the only sacrifice that counts, which is your heart. Second of all, you know how valued you are that wherever he places you, anywhere, anytime, you are not going to lose out. Amen? You're not going to lose out. There's no FOMO. You've been made whole. You trust, you understand, you know this God. We don't do things and obey God to be valued. We obey God because we are valued. Amen. Amen. 
But you know how some folks are, they go into their prayer room and they're like, Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I give you my everything, Lord. I'll do anything you say. God says, Africa. Lord, I give you everything except my career. (laughs) How you guys know what I'm talking about? That's how we are. But God is building us every day. Amen? He's building us. We are his living stones. And he is building the most beautiful temple here in Christ. Can you just rest and allow the builder to lay exactly the way it needs to be laid? Amen? Can you just enjoy the rod and trust him? And when the big picture is finished and you know where your, your place is in the building, you know what? When somebody comes to price the property, they don't, they're not looking at the bricks. They're looking at the big picture. Amen? They're looking at, wow, what does this entire thing have to offer? Wow, look at the architect. What an amazing design. And we all play a part in that. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, amen, it's so lucky to be loved by God. What's the greatest sacrifice we can give God? Our hearts. Let's go to John 4, 20 to 24 quickly. We get one more scripture out of there. It's already quarter past 11, sorry. Yes, I've left that like 90% of this message, <laughs> but we're getting, we're getting there. Let's go to John 4, 20 to 24 quickly. Look at what Jesus says here. It says, our fathers worshipped on this mountain, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Jesus said to a woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming. Now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. Amen. Spirit and truth. Turn to the person next to you and say, I am a worshiper of spirit and truth. Well, should I say a worshiper in spirit and truth? Amen. Why don't you close your eyes this morning? Just close your eyes right there where you are. Thank you, Grant. You can come play for us. So at the moment, the church, the modern day church, the modern day understanding of worshiping God is just a generation of workers, not sons. It's a generation of people worshiping to get something, worshiping to be blessed, worshiping to be loved. We've got to flip that upside down according to the word of God and we've got to teach people that they worship because they are loved. Most people's worship today is just a cover-up 
for all the insecurities that they haven't dealt with in their hearts, all the bad motives that they haven't dealt with in their hearts, all the selfish ambition that's driving them from their hearts. I need to go worship the Lord so that I can feel better about myself on Sunday. But God is saying, you can come in here and you can sing the greatest songs, play the instruments like the best of the best. And you can use those very lips to worship me, but your hearts can be very, very far away from me. If there's anything that you should be seeking this morning, it is simply to be that precious stone placed in that perfect place by the great builder himself and you allowing him to establish you to be a worshiper in spirit and in truth with an eternal purpose in your heart because all the stuff around you means nothing. Can't add any value to you it can't take any value away from you. What he wants is raw hearts. Just you and him, naked. No flesh. Spirit unto spirit. Deep unto deep. Lord, help me. Build me. Nothing of myself. No selfish ambitions. No vision that is generated from the campaigns of this world. But all the vision inside me is purely from your Holy Spirit. That's all I want, Holy Spirit. And I understand today that is all that you want from me. Can you give him your heart this morning? Can you give him that great sacrifice? this morning it is the greatest sacrifice if you haven't done that I want you to put your hand up this morning and say you know what Pastor I need I need to understand this better I've been thinking it's all about external things I've been thinking about performing so that God will love me I've been I've been trying so hard and working so hard in this relationship that I, that I have built with God. I haven't allowed the builder to give me my value and place me in that perfect place within the body of Christ so that all my gifts and all the talents and all the things that I have brimming up inside me that I want to give can be, can be given from the right purpose for the right motive. If that's you this morning, I want you to put up your hand. Say, I need some help with that. I need to understand this more. I've had it upside down. your eyes are closed use this moment to cleanse your heart from anything that you know that's driving you this morning it's driving you to to function for value just push that thing aside 
I will not run out and do this or try this so that I can feel of more value. I'm going to wait on my Father and He will place me, He will lead me to the right place at the right time doing the right thing. Amen. God is good. Amen. Give him a big shout of praise this morning. <clears throat> awesome. We're going to have to go into this a little bit deeper next week. Definitely. But um, God is good. Amen. Didn't we have an amazing time in his presence this morning? God is so good.